Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul best this morning. Lord, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you once again that I am able to come into the presence of the covenant-keeping God. Scripture says once again to enter your gates with thanksgiving and to come into your courts with praise. In your presence, Lord, there is fullness of joy and at, a, and at your right hand there are pleasures evermore. So this morning, Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for the gift of coming into your presence. Thank you for the gift of life this morning. Thank you for the gift of your mercies. Thank you because they are new this morning. Thank you for the gift of your grace. Thank you because they are new this morning. Thank you because your grace enables us to enter your presence and to worship you. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers us, O oh God, and, pre and cleanses away all our sins. Father, thank you this morning. Be glorified forevermore. We have come to worship you because you are ancient of days. We worship you as Jehovah, El Shaddai, Yahweh, our covenant-keeping God. Be glorified, Father. We ask this morning, as we worship, as we read the word, and as we learn, speak to us again this morning. Grant us wisdom and let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eyenike. All right, let's continue reading the book of John. Yesterday we stopped on John chapter 5. Today we take John chapter 6. John chapter 6 is uh, maybe the longest chapter in the book of John. Has so much, so much, okay, to deliberate and to learn about. Um, so there are many statements in this chapter that are very confusing for, for Christians. And um, there's nothing to, be, uh, to feel ashamed about. Even those who listen to Jesus make this statement, okay? Some people left him. In fact, this was the day that a lot of his disciples, they left him, okay? Because some of his statements were, they were strong and they were in, in a sense, you know, they were literally against the law, the laws of Moses, okay? Or the laws that Moses gave them. All right, let's see what to learn. And of course, in this chapter, Jesus feeds the 5,000. Let's go. John chapter 6, Jesus feeds the 5,000. After this, uh, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. A huge crowd followed him constantly everywhere he went. Why? Because they saw his miraculous sign. Okay, not because they believed in him, 
not because Jesus had been revealed to them, not because that they knew Jesus for who he was or wanted to know God better and better. No, they were just following him for this miraculous sign. Okay, what will he do today? Ha, maybe he will raise the dead. Let's go and see what will happen today. Okay, so big lessons I think we can learn because there are many Christians who follow Jesus today just for the show. Okay, they go to church, the church wherever they want to, the church they want to go to, there has to be something happening. Okay, there has to be miracles. There has to be signs and wonders. And that, I'm not saying that miracles and signs and wonders are not important, but that is not the reason why God called us. In fact, in this chapter, you will learn about what God will ask us of hmm, on that day. So they were following him because they wanted to see miraculous, miraculous sign. Then Jesus climbed the hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he said, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Jesus was not confused. He was only testing Philip. 7. Philip replied, Even if we walked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There is a young boy here with five balidos and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Okay? At least he volunteered that information to tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves. They gave thanks to God and distributed them to the people. After, afterward, he did the same with the fish. And they all ate as much as they wanted. Okay? So, when we read this account, we get a little more information. Okay? So, the first thing you note was that Jesus gave thanks. Very, very important. Jesus was confronted with a challenging situation. And instead of complaining about the situation, Jesus gave thanks. Lesson for us to learn. Jesus gave thanks when confronted with what is beyond your ability. Instead of complaining, give thanks. When co- confronted or facing something you know you need God for. I know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't pray about it, but the prayer of thanksgiving is one of the best prayer you can pray. Give thanks to God. Thank him for what he promised he would do. Thank him because he said he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. In other words, even in this situation that you feel is beyond you, this situation you feel is overwhelming, it cannot be overwhelming for God. So give thanks. Give thanks to the Lord. He says afterward, he did, okay, he distributed first the, the bread to the people. So here, John is not specific. But we know that he gave it first to the disciples. It was the disciples who shared it to the people. Jesus did not stand up to go and share it. 
it was the disciples who shared it okay so and we answered this question that when did the bread multiply was it in the hands of jesus or in the hands of the disciples and we concluded that definitely it happened in the hands of the disciples okay so but he gave us this extra information that they shared the bread first of all of course that multiplied everybody would have been excited before the fish too then multiplied okay so and i'm sure before that one happened everybody would have had faith Ah, uh-uh. when bread is multiplying in front of you it says and they all ate as much as they wanted after everyone was full jesus told his disciples now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted and i think that is a very important lesson god is not a waster god does not like us to waste things okay if you waste things uh you have been giving things in ab- in abundance you don't cherish them you don't appreciate them um you might lose them in the future so even though this look like free gifts okay like we will say here a wolf um jesus said no we're not wasting anything gather the leftovers 13 so they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five body loaves so when the people saw him do this miraculous sign remember that the majority of them had been following him just because of miracles signs and wonders eh? so when he did this miraculous sign sign he says they exclaimed surely he is the prophet we have been expecting so since all these days he was not the prophet they were they had been expecting he raised the dead though eh? he raised the dead he healed the leper ah, the woman with the issue of blood you remember okay miracles that they had never witnessed ever seen before remember the woman the man that was sick with palsy Ah, remember the man that was that had been sick for 38 years eh? all of those miracles were not important to the people what was important was bread hey and i'm telling you big lessons for us here the people fell into a trap the trap that the devil tried to to give jesus when he was tempting him when jesus said man shall not live by bread alone they had fallen into the trap eh? they want to live by bread <laughs> hallelujah he says surely he is the prophet we have been expecting so when jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king he slipped away into the hills by himself <laughs> why he was not that was that why he came uh jesus was not interested in people was not interested in fame okay he left all his glory to come and die for us so fame was not temptation for him hallelujah next jesus walks on water that evening jesus's disciples went down to the shore to wait for him but as darkness fell and jesus still hadn't come back they got into the boat and headed across the lake towards capernaum hmm. again it looks like a very very simple simple statement but big lessons for me okay so how many times in your life have you tried to do things and you felt God God was too late. And so you went ahead to do your own thing. Okay? Or you have been waiting on God. Waiting on God for the fruit of the womb. Waiting on God to pass an exam. 
waiting on God to write an exam, waiting on God to start that business, waiting on God for different things. So this, the disciples here had been waiting. They were waiting for Jesus. And so they got to a point where they, oh, I beg, let, let's come and be going. Maybe you will find this way. How were they expecting him to find his way? Okay, so big, big lessons for us. Um, don't give up on Jesus. Don't go too early. In fact, Moses said, Father, Lord, if you will not go with us from this place, please don't take us from here. Let that become your own testament, your own statement. Father, if you will not go with me, eh? if you, I will not hear you into, in any area of my life, I will not move unless you say something. So yes, they, they went. They waited, and when they could not wait, they moved on. I hope that does not describe you. And it was because they moved on without Jesus that they were confronted with the situation that they now fell into. Since they got into the boat and headed across the lake towards Capernaum, it says, Soon a gale swept a gale swept down upon them, and the sea grew very tough. In other words, there was a great storm. Since they had rowed three or four miles, when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water towards the boat, they were terrified. But he called out to them, Don't be afraid, I am here. Hmm. Jesus likes using this I am. But the important thing here, the reason why they, uh, the story as narrated by John seems a little bit different. Okay? So, what I so there are people who say that there, is a con- there are contradictions. I think John could just be talking about a very different s- c- um, situation or a different scenario. There, there was one time that Jesus was, the, was in the boat with them when this gale wind came. And Jesus got up from the boat when they went to go and wake him. Jesus, I, I, don't you care that we are going to die? Eh? Okay, so that, in my opinion, two different scenarios and two different situations. So, but in this particular scenario, they faced this storm, okay, because they left Jesus behind. When you leave Jesus behind, you open up yourself for attacks of the devil. When you go where God is not leading you into, you open yourself up for the attacks of the devil. He says they were terrified, okay? They were terrified. They were not terrified by the storm. Obviously, they had been struggling and struggling and struggling and struggling. But when they saw Jesus, they were terrified. Why? Because he was walking on on water. They thought he was a ghost. Jesus said, don't be afraid. I am here. See, then they were eager to let him in the boat. And immediately they, they arrived. They were eager to let him into the boat. And immediately he stepped in the boat. He says, and immediately they arrived at their destination. Wow. So I don't know whether they teleported or things, the water just became so calm that they arrived at their destination so quickly. And now, the most confusing part of John chapter 6, Jesus, the bread of life. He says, the next day, remember that they have been following, they follow Jesus because of bread. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the far shore saw that saw that the disciples had taken the only boat and they realized Jesus had not gone with them. Hmm? You see Wala now? You see what the problem these disciples created? They knew that Jesus did not go with them. 
So several boats from Tiber- Tiberias landed near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went across to Capernaum to look for him. Okay? They just did permutation. This is where he, he must have gone to. He says they found him on the other side of the lake and said, Rabbi, when did you get here? <laughs> okay, so I guess you you can put their question into uh, different different sections. They know he did not go with them. Okay, so how did you get here? But they did not ask him, how did you get here? They asked him, when did you get here? Okay. <laughs> Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous sign. Hmm. Serious accusation. Are you following Jesus because of what he can give you? Or are you following Jesus because you want a relationship with the Father? Two very different scenarios. Very, very, very big questions. And I think Jesus is asking us this same question today. He says, I tell you the truth. Let me read it again. You want to be with me because I fed you. Because of what you have been receiving from, from God. Is that the reason why you go to church? Some people, ah, that church, there's no fire there, I beg. There's no fire there. Eh? They don't pray prayer that the ground will be shaking. I beg, let me go and look for a church. Eh? This is my own problem. Eh? It needs fire. Ah, you, you are missing a big, you are making a big mistake. That's not how it works. Okay? It is our relationship with God. It is as we know God ourselves okay that the miraculous happen don't follow god because of miracles don't go about church from church some people is from church to another church you know is they are looking for holy water they are looking for handkerchief there that is not the reason why god you know sent jesus to come and die you will soon see why god sent him to come and die he says not because you understood the miraculous signs. Say, but don't be. He says, uh, but don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. That is what God wants us to get: eternal life that Jesus can give us. He says, for God the Father has given me the seal of His approval. Yes. When God said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased, God placed a seal of approval on Jesus. There is 28 says, they replied, we want to, we want to, we want to perform God's work too. What should we do? (laughs) If you don't know what they are asking, they wanted to be able to multiply tombstone to bread by themselves. They wanted to be able to multiply bread. Okay. If you are the one, eh? you can multiply bread alone at home. Why do you need to work? You don't need to work now. You just become a mobile bakery <laughs> and be dishing out bread and be selling bread. That was what they wanted. Say, we want to perform God's work too. What should we do? <laughs> Jesus told them, this is the only work. Did you hear Jesus? This is the only work God wants from you. The only work. Don't miss it all, eh? The reason why we go to church, this is the only work. The reason why we did not become born again and God sent us straight to heaven. This is the work God is asking us, is asking from us. 
says, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. That's our work. Believe in Jesus. That is your work. Did you hear me this morning? The reason why you carry that Bible and read that Bible is to know Jesus. The reason why you go to church eh? is not just the seven, and that's important. It's just not to go there and go and be sing and sing and worship and all that. They are important. Eh? It is to know Jesus. And so what whatever thing that you are doing that is not revealing Jesus to you, and that is why every time we come to our meetings, okay, every time we share the devotional like this, okay, we want to know Jesus better because that is the only work God gave us. He says, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. He says, they answered, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? Can you imagine? After he multiplied the loaves of bread for them, they are asking him to show them a miraculous sign. After everything that they have heard and seen, is after all our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scripture says Moses gave them bread. Hmm. Moses gave them bread from heaven. Then they want to put Moses in trouble. Okay, you, of course you can find that in the book of Exodus. You can find that in the book of Psalm also. They they said Moses gave them bread. Moses did not give them bread though. It was God that gave them bread. Now listen, Jesus said, verse thirty-two. I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. Yes, you're making a, a big mistake. Eh? Your pastor, pastor, that man of God, is not the one that gives you the miracles. It's not the one that is going to heal you. It's not the one that, some people would just say, Pastor, just lay hand on me. Just put your hand, eh? just put your hand and pray. You want to put the man of God in trouble. Because you don't have any, any understanding. It was not Moses that gave them manna. It was God. He says, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. Hallelujah. Now Jesus will again and again be saying, I am the bread of life. He says, the true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Jesus is the bread, the bread of life. He says, sad, he said, give us that bread every day, every day. Jesus replied, of course, you can have the bread of life every day. He's Jesus. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Did you hear that? Jesus is the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Hallelujah. He says, but you haven't believed in me, even though you have seen me. However, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God, who sent me not to do my own will. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of those he has given me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. For it is my Father's will that all who see his, who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. Did you hear? Again, I say, no Jesus, no eternal life. Since I will raise them up at the last day. Then the people began to murmur in disagreement because he, he had said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, isn't this 
Jesus, eh? Is it that is that not the the guy that we used to go to school together? Is that not is it not the one that eh? This one that used to run with pants around around the streets when he was two or three years old. Ah, uh, is this not Jesus? Eh? Is it, isn't this Jesus the son of Joseph? We know his father and mother. How can he say I came down from heaven? <laughs> But Jesus replied, Stop complaining about what I said, for no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them up. Did you hear that? Everyone who receives Jesus on the last day, when the trumpet will sound, we will rise up. Hallelujah. He says, At his, at his, As it is written in the scripture, it says they will all be taught by God. That's in the book of Isaiah. Everyone who listens to the Father and learn from him comes to me. Not that anyone has ever seen the Father, only I, who was sent from God, has seen him. Even the angels have not, they see his glory. They can't even look into his face, into the presence. No one has seen the Father before, only the Son. He says, only I who was sent from God have seen him. He says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes uh, who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. Did you hear that? You will never die. You can't sleep. Oh, eh? When you die, you just sleep. So when I preach in, you know, at barriers, I tell people, especially when I know that their loved one is a believer, your, your father did not die. He is sleeping because Jesus said that they will never die. He says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live again. And this bread which I offered, uh, to, I, and this bread which I will offer so the world may live is my flesh. Hey, see, then the people began arguing with each other about what it meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? He says, they asked. So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. Hey, voila. He says, but anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. I live because of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. Hmm. Since I am the true bread that came down from heaven, anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna, but will live they will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Ha! Since many of his disciples said, this is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? And I'm telling you, very hard to understand. Why? The law of Moses specifically forbids them from eating the flesh of people eh? and drinking blood. Now, Jesus is saying that... <laughs> <laughs> but they did not understand. Ah, Jesus. That it was just in accepting him, okay, that they started this journey of eating his flesh and drinking his blood. Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining, so he said to them, Does this offend you? Then what will you think if you see the Son of Man ascend to heaven again? 
The spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. The very words Jesus speaks to us are spirit and life. He says, the flesh, human efforts can accomplish nothing. He says, but some of you do not believe me. For Jesus knew from the beginning which ones didn't believe. And he knew who would betray him. That he said, that is why I said that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them gives them to me. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, Are you also going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom, to whom would we go? You have the words that, gave, that gives eternal life. We believe and we know you are the Holy One of God. Hallelujah. Now, let's just finish and then we, we discuss a little bit. Then Jesus said, I chose the twelve of you, but one of you is a devil. Can you imagine? So, in other words, Peter, uh, Jesus knew Judas, okay? knew Jesus. He didn't just call him by name. He said, one of you is a devil. When he says devil, remember he called, he called Peter to a devil, okay? So, he was just saying that the devil will possess the person. He says he was speaking of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, one of the twelve who would later betray him. Hallelujah. Now, let's, let's back up a bit, a little bit. What does Jesus mean by eating his flesh and drinking his blood? Eventually, Jesus will explain it, okay, and practically demonstrate it to the the disciples at the Last Supper where they will take the communion together, okay? But it starts first of all by believing and accepting him. Jesus is the bread of life. Without Jesus, I say again, there is no eternal life. And sadly, or anyway, definitely not sadly, there is no other way of coming to the Father. Jesus is the bread of life. He said, I am, I am the bread of life. You want life? You need Jesus. You want to know God? You need Jesus. Secondly, there is only one thing God is asking for you to do. There is not. There is no other two thing. The only reason why you are still on this earth, eh? the only th- reason why you are still breathing, is because God has work for you to do. The only work God requires from you is to believe in the one He sent. Who did He send? He sent Jesus into the world. He says, "For God so loved the world, He gave us His only begotten Son." that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. This morning, I want you to pray. Lord, help me to do the work that you sent me to do on this earth, to believe in Jesus. Lord, I don't want to put my hope and my trust in anyone else. Help me to put my hope to put my trust in Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Help me to do the work that you sent me to do, so that on the last day, when you ask me, what have I done? Lord, I will not be ashamed. Will you say that prayer for yourself this morning? Father, help us this morning to believe in the one that you have sent. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. 
Lord, we will not be ashamed on that day. In the mighty name of Jesus. Because we will put our trust in Jesus. And we will live by him. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray this morning, Jesus. Reveal yourself to us. Help us to walk with you. Not with miracles. Not with signs and wonders. Help us to walk with you. Be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.